Vera Ellen releases her new album, Ideal Home Noise, today on Flying Nun Records. We spoke with Vera yesterday as she was waiting to take the ferry to the South Island in order to perform in Dunedin tonight. So when did work begin on this new record, we ask? And I think it was about February or March. I went and kind of rented a place by the beach for a few days and demoed out the record and I'd already had all the songs and then spent sort of the next few months recording it properly and then it was mixing, mixing and mastering. So it's actually a pretty quick turnaround in terms yeah. of how, oh, yeah, um, much quicker than the last one actually. So yeah, yeah. And it was what's the main reason? Are you just inspired and motivated or what? <laughs> um who knows who knows what controls the (laughs) motivation for those things but for whatever reason I was like I had I was I was convinced that I wanted to get this record together so it happened (laughs) right now according to the press stuff that's been sent to me uh the record is kind of about quote-unquote love and strife between yourself and yourself (laughs) Yes. <laughs> all right. Do you want to elaborate on that at all? <laughs> yeah. Um. I think a lot of the record ended up being about some really heavy times in my life. Um. Some of them around depression. Some of them around my personal struggles with um illness, and then also um my mother getting ill and different things. So, mm-hmm. um, it was it was. <laughs> It's quite heavy, but at the same yep. time, musically, I feel like it's quite upbeat for the most part. Sometimes I forget how, you know, you can kind of turn it on and have a boogie, but right. um, <laughs> but if you kind of pay attention to the lyrics, it's another story. <laughs> right. So were you, uh, were you thinking like that when you were making the record? The, the, uh, musically, how it was going to sound compared to the subject matter? I actually was listening back to some of the demos and the demos initially were a lot kind of I wouldn't say necessarily slower but they had a bit more of a it was more mellow you know and I think just naturally as you kind of get in the studio and you're adding things and you're recording in a you know rather you know recording in a professional situation it starts to pick up energy right Um, and a lot of the melodies got more defined and things like that it was a bit more like um, slacker I think with the demo sound Uh yeah and, yeah. and so how much did uh, Ben Lemmy have your producer or engineer or whatever at the surgery have to do with that process? Oh, he was amazing. Um, <laughs> from the beginning. Yeah. Incredible person. From the beginning, we sort of talked about wanting to keep the organic sounds of a lot of the demos that I made. So we used a lot of the stems from them, like the guitar parts and some of the vocal parts and stuff are just used directly from the demos. Right. Uh, yeah, we wanted to keep like a really organic kind of um, DIY sound to a degree. So we had a bit of that going on. And then there was other songs that we wanted to sound more kind of like studio ballad type songs. Um, but he was amazing to work with. He was so patient with me and made me feel really heard. And, um, you know, <laughs> he just was there for me during all my kind of mental like, oh, it's terrible. Like, oh, no. <laughs> you can't do it. And, you know, my breakdowns, he was just, he's just so level-headed and calm and he's like, it's okay. It's, it's, it's we're going to do it. It's going to be great. And, yeah. and besides him, who else was around with you in the studio making this record? It was mostly just me and him. Um, uh-huh. So we, 
we had a few days in the surgery and in those days I brought my brother in who did um bass on some tracks and keys on a piano on some tracks right uh and then we had uh <clears throat> that was it basically except for my mum came in and did some bvs and oh, um, ballad yeah <laughs> yeah so it's very very small just yeah Mm. Now you mentioned that you have a new single out and video that just came out, Broadway Junction, and yeah, it's and it is pretty heavy. I don't know how much you want to talk about it or what you want to say about <laughs> it, but I'll give you the opportunity now. New York in fog. You'd think I had it all. Looking at you behind the faces, you're standing tall. I'm hunching my back forward cause I got ill from hiding places. Yeah, it's definitely a pretty heavy song <clears throat> based on uh, uh, a bit of a, yeah, a dark time. And when I was in New York and I thought there was sort of something to the irony of the fact that um, probably it looked like I was living this really fantastic life. Right. Um, on the inside I was just <clears throat> ready to tap out and um yeah it was um one of those songs that kind of just what came out it was like easy it was like I I was I was paranoid and convinced that it was already a song for weeks afterwards I was like asking everybody and I was like listening to all these different songs trying to be like is this already a song is this already a song because uh -huh. it just came so easily um, that I'd have all these nightmares that it was someone else had written it and things like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, it's, it's always so cathartic to perform and it's actually the song that people often comment on when I, um, perform live. So right. I think that's, yeah. And vocally, are you doing anything different in that song than you have in the past? Um, well, I think maybe in terms of things I've put out um, on recordings, like right. I think when I perform live, I kind of tend to sit in that vocal range. But um, but I think, yeah, I think it's probably one of the harder ones on the record. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's never easy. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you when you're uh, on the once you get across the uh, ferry, uh, and yep. start performing these things. What what's that going to be like? Do you have a band with you to recreate this stuff? And and how yeah. do you feel feel about trying to sing this song in front of real people? <laughs> um, yeah, we have a six piece band, and oh, I'm cool. so excited. yeah, it's a it's a whole thing. Um, and I'm very excited because we're sort of exploring different sounds to reflect the record. So we have like a, an SPD, so a bit of electronic drums and sample triggers and right things like that, um, which is really exciting. And we sort of swap instruments a bit during the set. Um, not me. I just keep it simple for myself, but everyone else kind of like the guitarist goes to the bass and the bassist goes to the keys and then we all swap around. So um, I'm super excited to perform it live, I think. Yeah. Right. So uh, how much does the, the release of the previous album have, on what we hear on this record, what effect did putting that record out have on the music that we hear today? Oh, that's a good question. Um, <clears throat> I think that first record was, it was, I was kind of dipping my toe into what I would sound like as a solo artist in a studio because mm -hmm. I've 
about stuff in a very DIY capacity. Yep. So I think it gave me a good idea of what worked um, in that area. And so gave me the confidence to put certain songs on the record, like something like Broadway Junction, which is more of a ballad um, and feel like I'd actually be able to get that across in the studio. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. And the, the actual title ideal home noise that comes from some phrase in a book somewhere. Is that right? Yeah. It's pretty much as vague as that, but <laughs> I, really <right>? liked, <laughs> I really liked the combination of words. And I think there's so many different ways you can sort of think about it. And I sort of was like, just visually this idea of this ideal home. And then you have this noise that comes and corrupts it or <clears throat> ideal home noise or ideal home noise, or like you can sort of uh -huh. play with it in many different ways. Um, but then also like the front and the back of the record is in the neighborhood where I grew up and <laughs> the coming of a lot of this record was um, after going to therapy and reflecting on my childhood and things like that. So it was it, the home really made a lot of sense as well, as well. So it works on multiple levels. Yeah. All righty. Now I see uh, there's a couple of videos, like one for Lenny Says, where there seems to be shot around the shack. That one of better is what, what is that place? Because I think it shows up in a couple of them. And, and if you yeah. care to comment on the song, that'd be great too. I'm 23 and I'm a bloody loser. A blood sucking, dim witted drug abuser. Um, so we shot that in Pukaroa Bay with Sports Team, right. and that was the second video in the three-part music video series that we did. Yep. Um, and <clears throat> I think the, I guess the idea was that I'm sort of this old, decrepit, vamp vampire-type creature <laughs> that gets youth and life from people hearing my music. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which isn't entirely incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I guess the house really beautifully sort of reflected the 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 rundown shabbiness of this character, and we um were very lucky to find it. It's yeah, it's very spooky. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was scary. <laughs> what kind of things did you find inside it? Uh, just some creepy bugs. You know, hanging, <laughs> and it did feel like the place was about to collapse. Like, visual health and safety hazard. Right, right. Now you do some yeah. of your own editing on the videos. Is that right? Um, not for those ones. Um, what? but I do music video editing. I've done quite a few of my own ones, and for my band and stuff. Um, right, it's another of mine. Yeah. Alrighty, and so what's the status of your band other than you? I mean, is there two different things still going on? Um, my band Girl Friday. Yeah. 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 Um, we're sort of, yeah, I guess we're sort of on pause at the moment trying to figure out what we want to do next. We have some songs we haven't released. And so we're just kind of like, yeah, thinking about what next. Cause you've been in New Zealand fairly consistently or have you been going back and forth to the, to LA? 
I haven't been back since 2001. Oh, okay. So I've been here for a while now. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> was that a was that planned or was that enforced? <laughs> <laughs> it was planned to come back. Um in terms of how long I've stayed, that's a little bit to do with money. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I also have really enjoyed the stability and I think it's been quite good for my mental health. <laughs> yeah. All righty. Now I noticed there uh, within various tracks, it sounds to me like there were like these old, for want of a better term, like childhood field recordings. Is Do you know what I'm saying? or And is that what they are? <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's my nephews and nieces. Um, ah. So yeah, so um, I think all of them, except now I've got a new one. They didn't make the record, but um, all of them have a little feature. You got a new I nephew think... or a niece? Yes, oh, <laughs> niece. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, her name's Ava. Um, but it's hilarious because on the last record, August, my new nephew didn't make the record, and then this one, August made this one. But then now we've got a new one, so I have to keep making albums to add the kids. Right. Um, <laughs> um, feature on it's your birthday and I really loved that I think there's a mix of sort of on this record I think the kids really made inspired me and made me want to keep going and so I think having them sprinkled throughout was almost just that little voice in my head that was kind of like pushing me forward um and then at the same time I just love having <clears throat> this um kind of time relic you know this moment in time of them at a particular age and we'll kind of always have that and that's going to be really special hopefully for them when they grow up as well so mm. so so when the record comes out tomorrow what do you do you feel like you made this record for yourself or for people to listen to or what do you want people other than yourself to get out of it when they hear mm. it? yeah I think ultimately, even though it's quite heavy subject wise, there's some kind of um, roundabout, um, I don't want to say conclusion, because I really hate this idea that, <laughs> you know, you just kind of come out of a bad period and you project that everything's great forever. But <laughs> I think, <laughs> so not that, but I think the message is um, something about just, keeping going and trying, trying another day and trying another step. And um, the last song is called Stick Around to See. And um, that's what it's about. So I think hopefully it will make people have a fat cry, but in a therapeutic way and in a way where they feel happy and hopeful at the end. <laughs> cool. All righty. Well, I hope you um, managed to get to was the first show is in Dunedin, right? Yes. So Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> and you're up here in Auckland, not too far away after that, right? That's right. So the next week, so 14th and 15th, Wellington and Auckland. Cool, Auckland, cool. Wellington. Yeah, love it, love it. I'm looking forward to seeing you. Uh, hope the record does well tomorrow. What, what else are you going to do other than ferry across the whatever? <laughs> Drive a very long distance, <laughs> sound check, <laughs> and perform. Sounds like work. Um, <laughs> it's work and it's play. All right. Well, very good. Hope it goes well. Thank you much for taking time to talk to me. And uh, yeah, good luck with everything. Thank you so much. Have a great day. See you in a couple of weeks. All right. Bye-bye. See ya.